You're listening to Catholic Chicago on WNDZ 750 AM. During the next hour, the Archdiocese of Chicago brings you programs about the people, events, and issues that touch our lives. Welcome to Catholic Chicago. of Charity. I'm Katie Breedeman, and we're so glad that you've joined us today as we continue to discuss the many ways the Catholic Charities continues to fulfill its mission of serving anyone in need throughout Cook and Lake Counties. As a reminder, The Voice of Charity airs on WNDZ 750 AM here in Chicago, and a live stream of that show uh, is on Facebook and YouTube at Catholic Chicago. Again, thanks for being with us. At Catholic Charities, every service area is vital. Every program is staffed with professionals who provide compassionate, competent assistance to the clients who we have the privilege to serve. We often say that we're on a journey with our clients as they work for greater independence and stability in their lives. With our child care programs, we are serving both children and their parents, offering a safe educational environment for children to come to often while their parents are at work. With me today is an outstanding advocate for the children in her care. Diane Rodriguez has been at Catholic Charities for a remarkable 42 years, and she is currently director of all of our child care programs. We asked Diane to come on The Voice of Charity today to give us an update on developments from the child care programs this summer. Welcome, Diane. Thank you, thank you for having me. Can you please remind our audience, Diane, where Catholic Charities child care programs are located? Yes, currently we have three child development centers, Madonna, which is next to Catholic Charities Domestic Violence Shelter, which is House of Good Shepherd, St. Blaise um, Child Development Center in Summit, and St. Mary Cell, a child development center in Berwyn. Currently St. Blaise and St. Mary Cell are open. And parents who bring their children to our child care centers are often facing very significant challenges. Can you describe what some of those are? Sure. Um, first and foremost, child care is their biggest issue for parents who want to be able to feel safe while they're at work um, providing um, care for their children. Uh, St. Blaise and St. Mary Cell serve primary low families. Most are single moms, head of high household. And parents who are limited English proficiency don't have the capability to assist their children in developmental learning. Um, so child care issues, mental health and behavioral issues. Our child care centers are incredibly helpful to our primary population of low income working moms. In addition to the child care assistance that our centers provide, our site directors and staff 
members provide information on Catholic Charities case management to help connect families to other needed resources such as food pantries, legal assistance, public benefits, counseling services, early interventions for children under three with developmental challenges, and referrals for IEPs, which are basically individual educational plans that for children who have special needs and may need a little special attention. So the parents come to Catholic Charities for child care assistance, uh, but then also are able to learn about many other programs and services that could be helpful to them? Absolutely. Um, our site directors and staff not only care for their children, but it becomes a holistic approach where families then um, inform us of specific hardships and whatever. So it allows us to then work with the whole family to help better uh, provide services where they can become more successful. And Diane, what are some of the ways in which the pandemic made the very, very significant challenges of these parents even worse? Well, first and foremost, employment was one of the things. People lost their jobs, people were laid off. Um, there was um, childcare issues because we were closed at a certain time and then we reopened. Um, so they were struggling with many hardships during this pandemic. And we were fortunate to reopen again in July, um, which allowed those parents to return back to work who, who could and um, allow us to provide care for their children in a safe environment. And Diane, what are the ages of the children in the different child care centers? Um, at Madonna, it's solely for the clients of the House of Good Shepherd. Um, and there they serve infant toddlers, twos and three to fives. Um, St. Blaise, which is located in Summit Argo, serves three to five in school age. And we also offer before and after care and full days when school is not in session. Um, St. Mary Cell, located in Berwyn, serves ages two, three to five in school age. And there they also do before and after care, which means they can bring their children as soon as we open the door at 6.30 or 7. We'll take their child to school. We'll go back and pick them up, and they come back until they are able to pick them up at the end of the day. For all our child care programs during COVID, we switched to, instead of an 11-hour schedule, a 10-hour to, to allow us to do enhanced cleaning um, for the facility every day. And, and were there other operational changes that you needed to make uh, during the pandemic, oh, Absolutely, absolutely. There were many um, restrictions that we had to do, six feet of social distancing, constant cleaning of toys, face masks. Um, children were only allowed to take off their face masks during nap time, lunch, and outdoor play. Um, children had to get accustomed to playing with their peers, but not as close as they used to. Um, it was a constantly washing of hands more than usual. It was just overall changing the environment as well to allow for that six feet of social distancing and just basically educating the children on the needs of safety in order to remain in the facility. And I'm sure that alone took a significant amount of time for your staff to cut gentle reminders to the children who are at very young ages about, please put your mask on, please wash your hands again. Those must have been, um, you know, very much a, uh, a, a timely thing where you, where you just keep reinforcing it uh, day, every day and probably numerous times a day. Am I right? 
Absolutely. Um, staff have to go through intense training prior to us opening so that they knew how to communicate with the children and about uh, COVID and the mask wearing and why they're social distancing and why we need to step on the feet and not so close to our, our, our friends and stuff. So yeah, everybody had to learn anew of what we needed to do to be able to open in a safe environment. But I can't help but think what a blessing that was for these parents to hear that you were back open. Did you say as early as July you were back open? We were open uh, last July. And, yeah, we did get a lot of parents who had said that they were so grateful that we were open because they were just basically using some relatives who had the support system. And those who didn't were really, really struggling and often couldn't go to work because they had no child care. And it's not just childcare. Uh, um, I had the you know pleasure of looking through our communications department photo files and finding these wonderful photos of these children having <laughs> such a wonderful time and and being engaged so thoroughly intellectually, you know, and uh, physically, and you know you have activities outside. It's really just a wonderful environment you've created, Diane. And I give so much credit, you know, to you and your colleagues uh, for not only continuing the program during the pandemic, but obviously doing it in such a conscientious, caring way. It's really quite remarkable. Thank you. Um, we're going to take a break here on The Voice of Charity, and uh, when we come back, we'll continue our discussion with Diane Rodriguez about our child care programs. Throughout the COVID-19 pandemic, Catholic Charities has continued to respond to the needs of people who come to us for assistance. More than 850,000 meals and food parcels have been offered to those who are struggling with food insecurity. Over 108,000 homelessness prevention hotline calls have been answered. Over 22,000 people have received mental health services and $2 million in financial assistance has been provided to keep people housed. If you or someone you know needs assistance, email us at gethelp at catholiccharities.net. That's gethelp at catholiccharities.net. Or call 312-655-7700. That's 312-655-7700. Before, during, and after COVID-19, Catholic Charities is here for you. Hey, it's Timothy Johnston here from Liturgy Training Publications. Over the past few months, I'm sure you've found yourself at home more, whether it's working from home or watching live stream masses on Sunday mornings. As we begin adjusting to this at the beginning of the pandemic, one of the things I missed the most was gathering with friends at the parish. 
that's why we at LTP have created this new virtual gathering series called Living the Sunday Word. We meet virtually on Thursday evenings each week and reflect on the upcoming Sunday readings. And with that, we share stories to help us more fully reflect on the Word of God. I'm inviting each of you to join us, a group of friends meeting virtually from all parts of the country. So visit ltp.org for more information and to register. You won't want to miss this. Welcome back to The Voice of Charity. I'm Katie Breedeman, and I have the pleasure of being here today with Diane Rodriguez, who is the Director of Catholic Charities Child Care Programs. And before the break, we were talking a little bit about um, the great lengths that Diane and her staff went to to keep the uh, programs going during the pandemic. Um, Can you give us, Diane, a little bit better uh, feel for what kind of activities um, the children are engaged in in the child care programs? I know you have gone to a lot of trouble to um, uh, uh, create a curriculum which is applicable to each stage of child development. So could you share with our audience a bit about that? Sure. Um, Children between the ages of two and five in our programs learn through play using um, a research-based curriculum teaching strategies goal. It's a quality learning environment, which includes developmental screenings, uh, language development, literacy, mathematics, science, creative arts, social and emotional development, dual language learning, and physical health and development. Our dual language learning is to offer two days a week where children learn their instructions in a different language, um, primarily Spanish. And on those days, the kids speak and do all their activities in Spanish. For our school age programs, we focus on the social emotional development, a safe space while parents are working, recreational activities that many include physical games, arts and crafts, and they learn conflict resolution, making positive choices, building relationship between peers and staff, and children learned how to socialize and interact, and um, they learn to do long-term projects in community. Um, They learn to be successful in life um, by choosing right over wrong. Um, Children did their virtual learning at the centers this year, and our centers work very closely with the school districts to ensure a successful virtual learning experience. We installed Wi-Fi in the classrooms to accommodate the children and families due to the remote learning. This was well received by our families and allowed parents to work. As a result, when the school districts return to in-person, many families choose to stay with us um, and continue their virtual learning. That's really quite remarkable that even after the school districts uh, reopened uh, and the children were allowed to go back to school, many of the children in Catholic Charities child care programs, uh, they and their parents decided to stay with the Catholic Charities program. That's, that says so much for the, uh, the whole curriculum that you've established, Diane. I'm, I'm also guessing that because you have Wi-Fi, that the school-aged children can do homework uh, when they come, you know, if they have been in school and then they come for after-school uh, activities, that they have time and, and opportunity to do homework too. Is that correct? That is correct. Um, on, on a normal day, the kids would have gone to school. We would, they would have picked them up. They would have came back. They would have done their homework. They would have gone into various activities um, with 
COVID, they were doing their virtual learning on site. So they were on for a period of time, then off where we would do an activity, and then when they would go back on, and then we would system what we were seeing with the teachers because we would work very closely with the teachers. So the children happened up, had a great learning experience during this virtual learning um, at our centers, and parents were very grateful for that. I'm sure they were, and I'm, I'm guessing that a lot of friendships develop between the children, too, who, who come regularly to the child care programs at every level, the two-year-olds, you know, up to the, to the teens. Am I right? Yes. Um, at the, in the school-age programs, the ch children had those um, borders or barriers around them, so they had to get used to that when they were doing their virtual learning. Uh, but they also had time where they could just communicate with their peers, not as close as they used to, but still interacting with them. That's just wonderful, Diane. Can you share a little bit with our audience about how Catholic Charities uh, child care programs are funded? Um, yes, um, every parent that comes to enroll their child applies for child care subsidies, and those are through the Department of Human Service. Um, some parents co-pays, um, we get co-pays from parents where the state pays a certain portion and the parents pay. Some private pay. We have some limited scholarships for St. Mary of Cell, and these scholarships are given to families who have accentuating financial circumstances or just meet the cutoff for being eligible to receive a state subsidy. Limit scholarships can also be used to help parents make their state requirement co-payments. These funding sources do not cover all the costs to the child care centers, but Catholic Charities relies highly on donations for this. And are the child care centers open this summer, Diane? Do you have openings for anyone listening who might uh, know of someone who'd like to, to join now? Oh, absolutely. Our program is 12-month program, so we're open all year round. So yes, we're open in the summer. Um, and for school age, the school age children are, are do full fun activities during those summer months. Um, our kids in the two to five are still learning through play, but it's more fun um, orientated. So absolutely, we do have um, slots available. So if parents are listening, you know, and then they want more detail, they can um, contact 312-636-5398 for details and we can point them in the right direction for the right child care center. Great. So I'd just like to repeat that for everybody. If anyone is interested in having their children enrolled in these wonderful child care programs, please call 312-636-5398. Uh, Diane, can you also talk about staff openings? Do you by any chance have any staff openings this summer for which people might apply? We do have currently um, positions available. We have um, a site director position at Madonna, uh, which requires a BA um, We and early childhood education. We have teacher positions um, requiring AAs and ECE. Um, and um, we have a clerk and a food aid. So yes, there are plenty of positions. So if anybody's interested, um, please apply. Um, uh, anyone can go to the um, catholiccharities.net slash get involved and you will find a link there to see our current child care employment opportunities. And when you and I spoke on the phone, Diane, uh, you also mentioned that a therapist is being hired to help children address uh, some emotional challenges or provide counseling support um, and training for parents and staff. So that's another position that's uh, open this summer too. Oh. Am I right? 
Absolutely, that's a new position um, and it's well needed. Um, our children at the house uh, at Madonna Center are primarily the children of the women in the domestic violence shelter. So there is a lot of trauma involved with the children. So yes, we need that uh, specific care for those children and the therapist will be a great help working with those children through those issues to allow them to learn how to regulate their emotions. Um, that therapist will also be at the other two centers providing the same assistance for our children that are experiencing some special issues. Wonderful. So again, anyone who's interested, please go to catholiccharities.net slash get involved, and you'll see a tab there for employment opportunities um, with Catholic Charities. Um, we're going to take another break here on The Voice of Charity, and we'll be back to continue our conversation with Diane Rodriguez. Please stay tuned. Adults make all the difference in the lives of adolescents. Catholic Charities understands this, and our mentorship program provides a free opportunity for youth living in Lake County to spend time, virtually, with volunteers who genuinely care about them. This program is ideal for youths age 9 to 12 who may need support navigating the challenges of childhood and early adolescence. Our amazing volunteers serve as friends and role models who help youth recognize their strengths and empower them to reach their full potential. Catholic Charities conducts a thorough background check on every volunteer, and our program coordinator closely monitors and supports each relationship. Mentoring is a fun after-school program that is totally different from remote learning. Virtual group sessions help youth enjoy fun activities with their peers, too. We're connecting youth with great role models. Join us today. To learn more, call 312-937-3375. That's 312-937-3375. The Word Made Clear is exactly what its name implies. It's an easy-to-understand explanation of the Word of God, the Gospel. Hello, I'm Father James McElhone, Director of Biblical Formation for the Archdiocese of Chicago. I'd like to invite you to take our free online Bible study program by going to thewordmadeclear.org. Our website offers an audio-based guide to the Gospels of Mark, Matthew, Luke, and John. Listen to my lectures and follow along with the handouts provided. There are even discussion guides. You can also explore the biblical roots of the Mass. And there are links to a wide variety of biblical sources that will benefit both teachers and students of the Sacred Scriptures. Just go to wordmadeclear.org to experience our free online Bible study program. Again, it's free at wordmadeclear.org. It's the Word of God. Enjoy.
Welcome back to The Voice of Charity. I'm Katie Breedeman, and I'm here with Diane Rodriguez, the Director of Catholic Charities Child Care Programs. Um, and Diane, earlier in the show, we shared with the audience that you have a remarkable 42 years of dedicated service <laughs> to Catholic Charities and the clients who we have the privilege to serve. Can you share a little bit with our audience about, you know, at this point in your career, what you like best about what you do? Um, yeah, my career with Catholic Charity has been quite lengthy, and but it's it's like a blink of an eye because you're doing so much and you're working with children. Most of my career has been in working with children. And for me, I guess the best reward I could get is knowing the impact that we have on the children to be successful in life through the two to five population, getting kindergarten ready, learning um, and watching their developmental growth to school age um, with impacting them on positive choices and building relationships and interacting. So just being able to know that you impacted children as well as families, that you played a role in their success um, is, is, is a great attribute to what we do here at Catholic Charities. And can you share a story or two about um, individual children or families uh, who've had positive experiences at the Catholic Charities Child Care Programs? Oh, absolutely. We had um, one that comes to mind in particular is that a mom came to us very frustrated because she had a child who was autistic, but, but on the lower end of the uh, um, spectrum. But other child care centers were having difficulty working with him because the child was nonverbal. The child only played with itself. The child had no eye contact with anyone. And so the mom came to us and kind of was like her last hope. And um, we were able to work with that child. That child was enrolled at age two and stood there till the child aged out um, at age five. And by the time the child left, the child could verbalize. The child was now making eye contact. The child had learned how to interact and socialize with other children where they had never done it before. And even to the point when the mom would come to pick up the child, the child was verbalizing on what they had done that day and what they found exciting and how much fun they had. And the mom would always be in tears because she would never anticipate that her child could learn all of that. What a great sense of satisfaction for you and your staff to see that uh, before your very eyes, the development of, of that child's progress. How wonderful. Um, and I believe you, you, you mentioned to me you might have another story to share as well. Um, we had this, um, recently we had this uh, grandparent who had come to us because he had uh, gained custody of his grandchild um, and the child had experienced some trauma. And he had him at another child care center and he was to the point where he was almost going to lose his job because they were constantly calling him to come and pick up the child because they could not deal with the child because the child had anger issues and would throw things and whatnot. So we began working with the child and trying to regulate his anger and how to socialize better with kids and how to make right choices or verbalize when they were angry or, or whatever. And that child is with us to still today and is very much can follow the program. And, you know, the grandfather just praises us constantly because he was at the point where he didn't even know what to do anymore um, because, you know, that part of his life had been over. But, you know, these were his daughter's kids and he felt the need to to take custodianship of the children. And, you know, we were I'm very proud that we were able to help him. Um, so that he can still function and 
and do what he needed to do to provide for the children and at the same same time allowing us to work with the child to at least um, be able to make the child successful even in school because you know they were going in school and they were starting to have issues as well so Wow, that's another yeah. really inspiring story, Diane, and a real credit to you and your staff for making that positive difference in that child's life and as well as his uh, grandfather. That's really uh, remarkable. Um, if anybody yeah. listening or viewing would like to support Catholic Charities Child Care Programs, what's the best for, way for them to contact us? Um, they can contact contact by calling us. They could come to the centers and see our centers. They can go on the Catholic Charities website. Um, they can, I mean, we have flyers that go out in the communities. Um, we let townships know. So, yes, um, we're very much available and willing to to be there. And, you know, um, they can access us through Catholic Charities website as well as through the number that I gave. Wonderful. And that number again is 312-636-5398 for those who would like more information. Diane, thank you so much for being with us today. How fortunate the children are who participate in these programs. Their time spent with Catholic Charities is filled with safety, kindness, support, and healthy instruction, which we know are all vital to children's confidence in themselves and their enjoyment of school, which can lead to so many positive things as they grow up. We are so grateful for all you do and for being such a wonderful example uh, of a dedicated Catholic Charities uh, employee over all these years. You uh, inspire us all, Diane. We congratulate you. you and all your colleagues on what you've achieved during the pandemic, and we wish you continued success in all you do for the children of Chicago and their families. We also invite everyone back again next Tuesday for another edition of The Voice of Charity. For now, this is Katie Breedeman. Thank you for joining us, and we wish you all a healthy, healthy, happy, safe week from everyone at Catholic Charities.